hello. Um, so this is something a bit new. Many years ago, um, I was um, actually it was a Ricky Gervais podcast I was listening to that then referred me to this show called Inside the Actors Studio, where James Lupton, who uh, sadly passed away recently, did these interviews uh, with actors, and the audience would have you know acting students um, across the genre of, of acting, and these these uh, interviews would go on for hours, and then it would be edited down to about an hour. It was like a masterclass of acting, but he would ask ten questions at the end that were slightly different from what inspires you what's your favorite film who do you draw on that kind of stuff and just kind of found out a bit behind it and i thought i'm gonna i'm gonna see if anyone fancies doing this from a musical artist perspective um so i messaged paul um and paul went yes it's like brilliant let's do it so here we are in a chat and i'm delighted to welcome paul henshaw hello you're right those of you who were there for um, uh, the January sessions, which was our first uh, Sunrise nice Folk sessions, um, would have seen an outstanding set from Paul. Um, which, um, and of course, we don't have the live sets at the moment, although there's lots of live gigs going on at the moment. Paul's been doing some, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But so we're going to have a, we'll stick to the 10, 10 questions, but we'll go off a little bit tangent uh, while we're on it as well. But Paul, I guess I, I'm going to go a fairly obvious one to start with, a very kind of chat show type question to start with. For anyone who hasn't come across you, um, of which, by the way, you've agreed to play a couple of songs as well uh, during yeah, this, yeah. which is fantastic. Um, what um, describe your music? You, you know, you're a writer. Describe your music. It's uh, I'm I'm an acoustic singer-songwriter. Um, so it's it's all that I, you know. I play an acoustic guitar. I sing um, I sing songs pretty much about me. I'm I'm fairly egotistical about what I write about. So. Um, most of the songs are about me. It could be like a, a drunken night from when I was 17, or it could be uh, some dark period that I was going through, or, or whatever it is. Or um, your grandmother buying you a ticket for ACDC. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, sorry. <laughs> she, was, she was no ACDC fan, believe me. Um, actually, she probably she would have liked Bon Scott, because that was about the era. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an acoustic singer-songwriter that, that writes truthful songs, I think. Truthful from my perspective. As, a heart, as an artist, do you hate being asked that question? Yeah. Because you feel like you have to pigeonhole yourself into a way that other people understand it. Yeah, could you, could you tell? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I just, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those I thought I'd ask as we kind of, as, yeah, I did tell a little bit. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I spent about two years coming up with the genre of riot folk because I thought that was what I needed. And then I spent the next two years explaining what Riot Folk was. So, so I binned Riot Folk quite, <laughs> sort of fairly, well, it took me a couple of years to just go, oh, look, just go acoustic singer-songwriter and, and send, send people a YouTube video. Clearly the answer to the question everyone asked what to describe your music would be just by the album. By the way, we'll talk about Revisit um, a, a little later on, but I want to go to the uh, 10 questions from inside the actor's studio okay. so that we can start to go on this. And question number one is, what is your favourite word? <laughs> um, I've got two, right? One is steeple. Um, and I don't know why, I just, it's just a word I like. Um, and a, a few years ago I used to do, I used to do some, some little comedy things with a friend of mine who uh, ended up as the sub-editor at Mayfair, the, the, uh, the early back, um, in, his, in his quest to become a stand-up comedian. And um, he's, he's been a lot more successful then, but we used to do these things and, and the word steeple used to show up in virtually every sketch. Um, and another word I really like is elbow, because uh, you, you have to enunciate it. And you're probably find that this is off some 90s television program that somebody said their favorite words were steeple and elbow, and they, and they kind of stuck, but they are with me. I just, I, I like the words. Oh, it's great. I'm a little disappointed, though, that your previous album to revisit now wasn't called um, Five Compass Steeple. Um, uh, <laughs> well, there's, there's a story behind the Five Compass Lighthouse thing. So. Now seems like a good time to tell. So, yeah, so the album now is Revisit. Yes. Um, and some of these songs, although not many, are taken from your previous album, which was released late in 2019, yeah. called Five Compass Lighthouse. So, yeah, what's the, what's the reason behind it? Or behind, uh, behind its name? I, I, I came up with the album title, which, which was actually the first thing that I did with the album. I, I named the album Start With, um, because I, I realised that I hadn't, I hadn't written any songs, I'd written a lot of little bits, and the bits 
were were very locational. It was it was written at a time when I'd moved from uh, like the the parents' house. My parents passed away, but um, from a house that I lived in that they owned, and it was the only house that they ever owned. And I'd moved from there up to North Wales. Now they their house was number five, so that's the five. Um, and I moved to North Wales right by Talacra, so Point of Air Lighthouse. Um, and the compass is me finding my way from, from somewhere I never thought I'd ever leave. I thought you'd take me out of my parents' house in a box to moving to North Wales and feeling like home straight away. I was, I was maybe an hour up the road the day that I moved out and I was a mess. I mean, you know, the song Waves sort of describes, you know, I walk around the house touching all the walls and kissing light switches and doing all sorts of weird stuff like that. But I moved out, but an hour later, I felt like I'd never lived in that house. So I, okay, so I can understand that. Um, the first sentence you said is a little bit, so I can't help but feel, and I've never written an album, so tell me I'm an idiot for thinking this, but if you title an album before you've written any of the songs, yep. then haven't you, do you put yourself under a different kind of pressure to write songs that fit the personality that you're already starting to give the final the final work? No, not really. Uh, not for, uh, maybe some people do, but it's not it's not really the kind of pressure I put myself under. I I, I write about what is either important or something that's coming to my mind from the past or something that I'm thinking of, like plans for the future or, or you know whatever the subject of the songs that I'm writing, but you can kind of bracket them in it, it, it's not all, it's not the song subjects that are like, but i wanted the album to be a stamp of this is the journey that's gone on yeah, and and that journey i mean it was written in two halves you know i, I wrote about five or six songs i think it's it about six songs in the house in north wales and then got broke up with my wife got divorced and was living in a uh an annex, a granny annex, on the back of a derelict house in Wolverhampton where I wrote the rest of the song. Um, so when I, when, I, when I titled it and started writing it, I, I hadn't foreseen the change of events that were going to take place. Okay. Um, and, and, that, and it comes through in the album, I think. It's, uh, it's, it's a fine piece of work. And, uh, um, but um, we'll maybe hear one of the songs from the album a little later on. I don't know what songs we've chosen. I, um, I was going to let you go. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, you know, one of them I'm going to choose, but again, we'll come to that later. But, um, so, uh, second question then is what's your least favorite word? Uh, binoculars. <laughs> because. <laughs> it, it's a word that's come back into my least favorite word. Um, I mean, when, I, when, I, when I was a kid, I couldn't say it. Um, I, I called them knocklers for literally 10 years, probably. Um, and I, th I think quite a lot of people know this because I've, I've made a joke about having false teeth. You know, they're, I, they're not my teeth. Um, and I, ever since I had false teeth, I find saying the word binoculars difficult again. Not that I've noticed. <laughs> well, you've only ever probably heard me say binoculars twice. <laughs> to be fair, I've well, heard three it times before. now. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it before this chat. <laughs> um, do you? So we're in. Uh, this is you know the middle of um, May. I generally have to look at the calendar. I get confused when it is, <laughs> and, and we're mid lockdown. For an artist like you, how do you do? You use the time for a musical perspective, either writing new songs, performing old songs, bit of both, or, or you know, do you find that you're there's one particular thing that you're do you have a lockdown goal musically how, how are you spending the time yeah um all of the above basically or all of the proceeding the um i, I kind of write when the mood takes me i try and write something every day because um something being a whole song or uh, no it could just be anything just a little melody line or a lyric but i i walk around um and i've, I've got a phone full of little voice recordings um, that I then sit down um, and, and I think Five Compass Lighthouse was it was maybe about 400 voice recordings and then I sit, sit down and I index them all and say what 
happening in each one. And it might be just a lyric that I write in a book. Um, I've got a big yellow book, which was Five Compass Lighthouse, and I, and I use the entire book. And then I start grouping things together, going, okay, well, you know, I, I had that idea a month ago, and I've had it again here. But I've forgotten, because a month ago, it was a five-second thing that I put down on my phone. But, and, and then I start grouping things together, and I construct songs from, from that. And, it, and it's, never, it's never really a, this line that I've recorded will go there, and this line will go there. It's more, all of these things are talking about the same thing. Right, I'll get in the headspace and write a song that is about what that's reminded me or inspired me to write about. And when it comes to the words, how much of a perfectionist are you? Do you, as in, do you find I, I that gets a point, but that word needs to change? Or, I mean, yeah, I guess that's, that's is there an OCD element to it as well, or or is it this is how it is, and you either no, like it or you it's, don't? it's it's been fairly recent that um, previously I've I, you know and I, and I I cringe quite a lot when I listen to some of the words that I've either bent into shape to make fit. Or, you know, I've sung them in a way that you just, you wouldn't say the word. And I can't think of any off the top of my head. But it, dri- it drives the, the guy who produces the album, it drives him mad. He's like, you just don't say that word. And I'm going, yeah, but that's how I sing it. He's like, if you don't say it that way. <laughs> and it, and it, dri- it drives him nuts. Um, but with Five Compass Lighthouse, I didn't do that. I, I spent a lot more time um, lyrically. And I think that's why that album, I mean, I listen back to it, you know, and there's, there's, there's moments that I'd have back, you know, and, and redo. But I think that's, um, it comes through more on this. I actually sat and typed the lyrics out. It was, <laughs> it was very bizarre. Somebody um, on Facebook kept asking me for the words. And they were saying, well, are you going to put the words on the website? Are you going to put them on the website? And... I couldn't get my website to take them off the files. I couldn't just copy and paste them because it would remove all of the, the spaces. So I sat and typed all of the words out to the album, put them up on my website and sent him a link um, and said, I've done them for you. I, I, I've done them. Got ignored. About a week later, I said, did that link work okay for you? And she saw that message and he ignored me again. And I thought, I'm never putting the lyrics up again. I just, you know, it's, but uh, one of the things I said to my girlfriend, I sat down for a few hours and I, and I typed them all out onto the website. And when I pressed, when I, I sort of pressed publish, I went, I'm really, I, I use some bad language, but I said, I am really, really happy with every single line on that album. There, there isn't a lyric I've changed. Brilliant. I mean, I must say something. I'll ask you that again in 20 years' time. And I <laughs> yeah, I'll change them all. <laughs> I doubt your answer would have, uh, would have changed uh, too much. Um, you, it's interesting, really, that, that kind of links into the third question um, of uh, Inside the Actors Studio, which, by the way, um, I would uh, ask anyone watching to, to, to YouTube at the end of this. It's quite fascinating stuff. But um, so your Five Compass Lighthouse is very much about a journey. And question three is, what turns you on? Um, um, Given that recognition. the question later on is, what's your favourite curse word? I'd go for it. <laughs> yeah, no, recognition. Uh, but not in a, in a low smoke up me and ass kind of way. It's, it's just, that there's, um, there's a few guys, since the last album came out, there's a, there's a few people that have, have sent messages and said, that song. And, and, and to be honest, a lot, uh, the, a lot of the messages I've had is based on a song that I didn't think would really mean anything to anybody i thought there were songs that would mean things to people you know or would mean something to people um but heads out and voices i've, I've got i've got uh, people who've become friends uh, that I've, I've met at gigs have come to see you know me on my own and me with the band and me with me with dan or dan with me um and and they they just adore that song and and that's the bit that turns me on. That's the bit that goes, I remember where I was sat when I wrote those lyrics and when I wrote music for that and when I was structuring it and orchestrating you know, in my head, working out which, what I wanted, where I wanted. And I remember that. And I remember where I was headspace-wise and, and whatever, which was kind of in an apologetic place, you know, because 
we, we all sort of do stuff that we're not proud of and say that, well, maybe not everybody, but I do, certainly. Um, and it's, the song's kind of an apology. It's a, you know, I know I've not always been the nicest person, and, but I'm sorry, can we just sing and, and do it? And, that, and, and I think they've picked up on that. So that, so what turns me on recognition, but it's recognition of something that I've sat and created and then other people have had their input into meaning so much to somebody else. Do you need vindication that you've written a good song? No, not at all. No, I, I don't do Stuff, so the, so honest, the recognition is about the reference to how it's made the listener feel? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it, I, I mean, I, I write for me. I, I want people to like it, you know. I, I wouldn't, if I was just writing purely for myself, I'd never release anything, you know. Um, and and I'd, I'd do something else as a job, you know, and, and do it as a hobby, maybe. Um, Your songs are... Your songs are incredibly personal. Could you write a song for somebody else to perform and release? Um, I'm not sure you found anybody that, that would want to. <laughs> Maybe if I felt Justin Bieber. Okay, we'll we'll come that as a subsequent question that I'm not going to ask. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I think so. It, it would be, it would be, it'd be really tough because I, 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 I write it for me, you know, and I write it for me to perform. And, and I probably key it. I'd have to approach it in a different way, you know. I, I key things so I can perform them. <laughs> and you know, some of the songs five years later, I wish I hadn't written in a key that was quite as high as it is. But I, I, I transpose stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Well, uh, I'm going to ask you to perform "Heads, Hearts, and Voices" in a moment. I think it's uh, I, actually it was the song I selected. Uh, if you're going to ask me before this started, but. Uh, what I'm key to understand is what is your writing process? And I, and I ask that because you might use this song as an example, or it might be how you write all your songs. Where do you start? Uh, music normally. Music. I've actually, I've been writing. I've been writing quite a lot over the, the past few days. But I, I, I was, I've been working on a song today, which is um, if you know if if people know the album or you know you, you'll know the song. You know the song Ren. Um, um, it's very much, it, it's, it's not like Ren version 2, but it's got that kind of vibe to it and it'll have the same kind of instrumentation on it and, and things like that, um, which strangely we found that we could cross over to Dan and me playing it on just an acoustic and a violin, which was, which was we actually had a go at that song as a bit of a joke because we, we, we were trying to work out what we should do in the, in the duet set and I said, oh, we should have a go at Ren. And we started and it was like, this works. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the whole so it, album works. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So I normally start with a little bit of the music, um, which kind of sets what the song might be about. Um, and then I, I kind of, I, I maybe, like to put it simply, I probably develop the verse and have an idea where the chorus is going with, with sort of scat singing or. So for some reason, I use the, the lyrics under the stairs a lot. I sing, I sing under the stairs. I've never used it in a song ever. But when I'm singing just to try and get a melody to fit, I, I sing about under the stairs. So for some reason, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I don't know why, but I love that. <laughs> and, then, and then I start putting a few words around it, and that kind of then leads me down to finish the rest of it off path. Um, so that probably doesn't help you at all, does it? No, 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 it does. Absolutely. So I guess just to finish this pair of questions before we go into our first song, what turns you off? Liars. Okay, which leads me into politics, which you, don't, you tend to refer to a little bit during your songs, and you definitely referred to it in your, uh, your pieces in between songs. Does that, does your, does your, is your journey influenced by, I guess, does some of your writing, is that influenced by liars? Is it influenced by politics much? I mean, not all um, politicians are liars. That would be unfair, but no, no. But it's not a bad analogy. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, no. I, I try and avoid politics. There's, there's for me, I've, I've, I've only ever written one political song. Um, <laughs> and the name of it escapes me. It's on Five Compass Letters, but I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Far Reaching Rage. <laughs> I had to think about who it was about <laughs> to remind me what the song title was. So yeah, it's. it's 
far-reaching rage, which, you know, I'll be honest, it's about Nigel Farage. I, I, I despise the man. He's decidedly unpleasant. I just I don't like him. Um, so, so what made you write a song about him? I mean, I, I don't, obviously you write a song about how much you despise him, but arguably you could say in a piece of art, you might decide to just ignore that and focus on other stuff. What made you get to the point where you think, not only do I despise a man, but I'm going to write a song about how much I despise him? <laughs> just uh, the album. But there is one other thing with that song as well, but um, the, um, I don't know, I just, I just kind of felt that, I, I think I've been bombarded with, with him on the television and seeing him, uh, kind of everywhere you went, there was some Farage influence or, you know, maybe Facebook may have been plastered with memes about him and, and whatever else, and I just started writing. And I was, I was, I remember I wanted to write a really bouncy song. So I stood in the kitchen with my guitar and I jumped up and down to the tempo that I thought a crowd would be able to jump up and down to, and then worked out which chords I could play while I was jumping up and down. And wrote the first bit of the music. And then the Farage thing just sort of came in. And I, 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 to be honest, I, I wrote it in about 10 minutes. It was the difficulty part. <laughs> I've always, until this album, there's always been um, a bad language warning on albums. I've, I've always used language as I would speak and, and I swear, you know. Uh, and this is going to contradict the being truthful stuff, but I wanted to write an album with no F words in it. And then I chose to write a song about Nigel Farage on that album, and it made it really, really difficult. I, I, I toyed with giving up the no F words quite a few times while I was writing it, but. No, fair enough. Just as well, you didn't write a song about Jeremy Hunt then. Right, <laughs> okay. So um, we're gonna hear a song from you now. <clears throat> I'm gonna mute myself and, and sit back. Um, this is off um, Five Compass Lighthouse, but it's also the third song off Revisit as well, which is available to buy from your website, download yeah. from, the, the streams but uh, I'm gonna yeah leave it over to to you for, for heads hearts and voices beautiful song okay cool So drunk and dance, drive and pass it carefully, dance, rant, 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 and sing with voices. Raise one hand in the air, hug and hug it to be in shadow. We know this is one place where the we can rejoice too. I'd like to sing with you. Forget arguments, my precedents and rules. So let's join hearts and heads and voices too. Stand in a single line, strength to find no rules. But don't get those. Know that I've not always been the nicest guy in this machine, and I've said things that were pretty mean, but I have learned that. Personally, I'm self right. Some of this was jealous, but I've cast things that were quite right. And hey, then, lies up now. I'd like to sing with you. Forget arguments about presidents and rules. So let's join hearts and heads and voices too. Stand in a single line, strange to find no rules. So don't get those fools. Hearts and heads and voices too. Standing and singing. 
Brilliant, brilliant, uh, love it. Uh, such a, I, I mean, it's a great song. I mean, I, I get mesmerised by how you don't trip over the words, um, the speed of which you. Uh... Strangely enough, I nearly did. <laughs> Not that anyone would have noticed, so don't worry. The third verse, it's like I normally cut the middle section down, but then I was just about to start it, and I thought I can't remember what the third verse is, so I played through it, and I was like, all oh, right, now I remember. I did think the instrumental break was a slightly uh, unusual, but um, suited beautifully. Um, <laughs> so well done. Right, okay. Um, let's get on to um, uh, the next part then, which is um, what sound or noise do you love? Um, um, Mellotron. Tell me why. Um, Sounds really, really bizarre, but it's it's a big part of one of my favourite songs, which is Exit Music by Radiohead. Um, and it, it's uh, and it, it's, they use it quite a few times in in OK Computer, and it's just like this. For me, it's like this massive, all-encompassing sound that you go like, oh, there's the Mellotron, you know. Uh, so yeah, Mellotron. I, yeah, like I, I mean, to, to the point where you'd consider using it. Oh yeah, <laughs> in your own work. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm fully uh, intended to. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to hearing it. So, I guess the other side of that is, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh right, uh, it... sit back, Ed. People cheering. <laughs> I, I, the, there's no excuse for it. There's, there's no reason to be as loud when you eat. Some people eat. It's just, no, stop, stop, slow down. <laughs> Sit in another room, <laughs> do something. So has it happened where the sound of eating crisps or the sound of eating, because you know, you, you play at intimate gigs, bar snacks with the drinks. Have you noticed that in between songs? Is it, is it, has it caused a, a henshaw death stare at someone who is mid, <laughs> mid snack? Now I, I learned, um, I learned not to give death stares at gigs um, quite a long time ago. It's not a crowd pleaser. Uh, it's not a crowd pleaser then. <laughs> it's the, yeah, yeah. I learned I learned quite a while ago not to do that. It was a gig in Bogies in Cardiff, um, and I was I was in a punk band at the time, and England had beat. It was a long time ago. It was snowing. And England had beat Wales at the Arms Park that day. And the band that I was in, our roadie took his son with him. And he had a, a 1966 England football shirt on and stood on stage for the first three songs singing England, England, England. And it went off like a Western. Um, so where I was actually, yeah, I was giving him the death stare to get him off the stage. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Maybe How old is he? He was 18. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there was there was some. Um, I think there's some some concert. There is some subcon. This is the teeth again, right? Um, binoculars. I can say binoculars. <laughs> there's a subconscious thing that says just don't stare people. Don't don't do it. Just and and you you get it. Everybody gets it at gigs, and it can affect you, or it can, or you can just keep going. It's really annoying. I mean, normally. I mean, and virtually every musician I know will say the same. The people that talk really loud talk really loud because they stand by the PA, which is right there in the front by you, where you're playing. If just, if you stand further back, you haven't got a shout. <laughs> so why, why can't people just get through that concept? It, but it, or just wait until the song's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
They, they might not be into it. They might not be interested. I, I went to see um, Breeders with Matt, the guitarist at the Simpletons. Um, uh, um, it was the day, I'm not into football at all, and this is the second football reference, but Wait, it was the day that England, yeah, they got beat by Croatia. So downstairs at the academy, they were showing the football, and upstairs at the academy, the Breeders were playing. And so Kim Dale at the Pixies, who I always had a thing for when I was younger. Um, so I went, I went to see them, and there was a girl stood next to me, and I was like right on the rail, and there was a girl stood next to me, and, and she was getting like pushed about a bit. And I said, if you if you want to come in, come and stand, come stand against the rail, then you won't get off the bottom. And she was like, oh, thank you, thank you. And then she brought three of her mates in as well. So I got pushed off the rail, and then they shouted at each other all the way through over the top of me. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to do something nice, you know? Oh, well, the intentions were there. And do you know what? You, you sounded like almost you showed a bit of empathy for the, the, um, the audience member sat in front of the PA system. Although I get the, you know, why did you go stand at the back? There's an element of empathy as to why they did it. So is there a type of audience member who you wish, without causing any issues, you could say, right, you, jog on. Um, is it the one who just gives you the nothing face? Is it the talker? We've understood it's the chewer, but your PA is blaring and your performance, you're unlikely to hear them. So what's your... What is the type of audience member who you think, if I assume I didn't cause any offence, I don't want you to come? The musician. <laughs> uh, go on. That, um, yeah, and, and no, I, yeah, don't don't take that as like carte blanche. I don't, I don't mind playing in front of musicians. I, I, I do what I do. Just in case Frank Turner's listening and just thinking yeah. to come on one of your gigs. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's uh, the. The, the judgmental musicians that stand there and question, I could probably, I could probably make quite a lot of enemies by saying the prog musicians that, <laughs> that come and, and complain that I play songs with three chords in them or four chords or whatever, and they're mostly open. You didn't do him any harm. <laughs> no, 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 I was slightly different leader. Looks quite bizarre as well because he's just slightly above your head. <laughs> yeah, his, his hair is it's yeah. like my hair isn't long enough as it it's is. Like, I've now got this colourful wig. <laughs> I was like, I know we're in lockdown and there's probably been no haircuts, but that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> I shall follow your leader wearing a cap for the next one. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing one. Right, this is gonna fly in the face of Five Compass Lighthouse, but what's your favourite curse word? Am I allowed to swear, yeah? Fuck it. Okay. Um uh, the, the video would have either ended by now or we're still going. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, bollocks is my favourite swear word. Or because I, I think uh, because when something has just gone wrong, completely wrong, and there's nothing you can do about it, bollocks just sums it up. But it could also be something that's brilliant. It's the bollocks. I think uh, it, yeah. I, I agree with you for the reasons of it. It's you know it's. <laughs> It's it's multi-purpose. It's multi-use word. It is. It is. It's great. Uh, all swear words. Oh, actually, probably all, all swear words are multi-purpose. You know, yeah, I mean, no, true. Oh, yeah, but I think bollocks has got several. I think it's got yeah. even more layers than your Fs and your Cs. I think I don't know why I initialised them. But <laughs> I guess what? Um, so you touched on this before that you specifically wanted. Five Compass Lighthouse to be a swear-free record, but yeah. why? Because you openly admit you swear, and you you do during your gigs, and you know that's that's fine. It's you know it's, it's who you are. Uh, um, but but why specifically a swear-free album? I just I, th I thought I should. Everybody should have one. <laughs> I just thought I should write one, you know, because there's there there are some people that are under ten whose parents. There's no longer watching this video. No, well, they, they might do, but but their parents like what I do, and uh, there's one there's one specific person, uh, and it's a lady Karen that runs the big bus in Shrewsbury, um, and her son Matty loves some of my some of my songs, maybe like two of them, but they're littered with swearing, and so for for little Matty, I thought I should record an album that he probably never heard, probably doesn't even know it's out, or he's into something else now, do a leaper or, or some, you know, musician from now. But it, it, 
that five campus lighthouse will always be there for him to go back to. Do you get turned off by excessive swearing on, on albums then? No. Okay. No, so. nobody's, nobody's ever told me off. No, 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 no. I don't mean your albums necessarily, but any that you listen to. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's... I, I, list, I listen to some songs. Um, <laughs> I can't even think which one it is, but there's, there's one by Limp Biscuit, and one of the lines in that song is... If they if they say the F word three more times, they've said it thirty seven times, and you go that's. <laughs> I, I mean, it's what it, you just say the word fuck really loud on the on the thing and be done with it and make it a one second song because <laughs> the rest of the it's the only reason the song's there. But yeah, yeah, yeah there's songs there's that are, I um that that switch me off because of language, but there's songs that switch me off because of the lyrics. You know, there's. Oh, that's a different question, though. I didn't ask you that. Okay. (laughs) I'm conscious of time, um, which is why I want to move on to the next one, which is, um, I better word it in a way that James Lipton would have done. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Um, A, um, something outdoors, um, like, um, is that because we're mid-lockdown? Like a, a lifeboatman. So okay. actually, my perfect job um, would be driving the ferry, the, the little boat, from Tenby to Colby Island every day. That would be my perfect job. Right. I'm assuming that this isn't the ferry that we're all assuming then. This isn't... Def, define this ferry. Does it require oars? No. Okay. It's got an engine. Okay, that's a start. Yeah. So why why specifically that one? Is it just a beautiful stretch of water? Is it? Yeah, it's just lovely. And and you know, Tenby's really nice. Colby Island's really nice. Drive a boat between them backwards and forwards all day and get paid for it. Winner. <laughs> Happy days. Um, what profession would you not like to do? Care worker. Because. I honestly, I'm I'm a bit squeamish about certain things, and I just, I, I I don't know how people do that job. Is this influenced by lockdown? If I'd have asked you this three months ago, do you think it'd have been the same answer? Yeah, it'd have been exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. It's it's not influenced by now. Um, I mean, and now it's just it's it's even more dangerous. But the stuff that care workers do. Um, it's just things that I wouldn't be able to I know myself enough and maybe I'm shallow but I just wouldn't be able to do some of the cleaning up some of the I just couldn't do it no I don't don't think it's shallow at all Um, the talking of the the lockdown we mentioned this a couple of times imagine the scenario where suddenly the green light is lockdowns over tomorrow you know so the um, virus is no longer here imagine Um, Apart from, what do you do on day one? Green light, off you go. What's, what, what would be the first day for you? Or seeing family and friends might be it, in which case, what would day two look like for you? Uh, day one would be seeing your daughter because I've, I've, not, I've not seen her. Um, she lives 150 miles away and it's, and it's breaking. You know, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but day two, <laughs> we'd probably be spend another day and plan the next five days with what me and my daughter were going to do. But I think, I, I think we're, we're going to get, when we get out of the far side of this, I, I watched a, a live gig, it was a Biffy Pyro gig, I watched it on YouTube the other day, and it's only been like a couple of months that we've been in the situation that we're in, but I was looking at the, the festival crowd, and that festival crowd looked really odd to see that many people together squeezed into the same place and that took eight weeks to get to that kind of mentality i think when it's done i I don't think the first few days are going to be or the first few weeks or whatever for me personally are going to be that much different i'm going to be very wary and i'm not scaremongering you know i'm I'm not i i think that we're we haven't been guided to go about this the right way well, we're certainly not now where we're opening, but you know, I understand that there's an economy and, and stuff like that. But it's, I think there's the trade off between lives and economy is, is probably more visible now than it has been for uh, the last few weeks. 
But um, I, I don't think my dates. I mean, if I'm honest, I'm, I've been writing new songs. I've been learning covers I always promised to. Uh, I've been working on the starting uh, another book uh, that I wrote. I wrote a book 10 years ago and, and writing a book. Um, so my day, and, and I'm teaching myself to play piano because I've always promised myself to learn how to play keyboard or like piano. So I've, I've been learning that and I've been drawing. I've been learning how to draw and do charcoals and stuff because I, I like art and I, I, it annoys me that I can't do it. So I'm, I've been doing that. So my day probably isn't going to change very much. I'm not surprised. It sounds like really big. I mean, you are a multi talent. There are many layers to you. You are like the word bollocks. I mean, there's a lot. There's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> you are wallet. <laughs> you are, a, yeah, like the, like the various different levels. I love it. Um, the um, so during the lockdown, you've taken to the airwaves to perform as well. What was that like for the first gig you did? In not in terms of technology side of it, but in terms of how you as an artist approach an audience who you couldn't see their reaction. How did that influence how the that kind of evening went and, and what's changed since then? I think I, I, I did one, I, I did a live stream really early on and it wasn't, um, it was, I think it was the day that the lockdown was announced. So it was, and it was decided like the week before and it was because I'd, I'd noticed, I'd played in Stoke on Saturday night and I'd noticed that some of the regular people who were, who would have normally been at the gig weren't there. So I, um, suggested that, uh, or somebody had suggested, uh, you know, we, did, we didn't come to the gig because, but we'll give you a tenner if you play Churches of Rome. And I was like, well, you don't have to give me a tenner, but I'll play it online. So I did that and I was, um, and I played for like an hour and 45. And after the first couple of songs, I realized that it was just like a living room gig and I just sat and chatted and did stuff and whatever. And then they kind of got a little bit more serious. I didn't do anything for about three, three and a half weeks, four weeks then. Um, and then got asked to play a couple of online festivals and did a new songs and new covers that I'd been learning kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was all a bit different, but um, I, I've played gigs where there's no reaction. So you get a feeling that there'll be either you or there'll be an environment that again, you know, whatever it looks like, and that's not what I'm asking, but on the other side of this lockdown where there'll be a, on one side, obviously, the need to be out there and performing because you can't replicate live music truly, but also an opportunity for you to, do you think, you know, you might still embrace the odd online gig as well? Yeah, I think so. It's, 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 they're, they're good fun and they're kind of nice to try stuff out on. You know, I think I've played virtually every new song or after, uh, there's one that I haven't played and it's because I can't get through it without choking up, which, right. which is, just and that might not even see the light of day because I'm I'm not going to put myself in a position where I know that I'm going to cry every time I play this song. I'm not Sinead O'Connor, you know. It's, it's that wasn't even her song. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so maybe if I rob somebody else's song, and cry. I don't, yeah, but yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's good fun. I think. I, I, I hope it like does see the light of day. I mean, I haven't heard it, but I hope it does see the light of day. Not because I want to see you choke up. I hope you don't. But when you're at your rawness, you're at your best as well. Um, so um, that'd be interesting to uh, to hear if we can. It's a very um, sad song. It's, uh, the subject oh. is 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 uh, it's it's hideous. The the subject. It, I'll tell you what it's about. Um, there's a, a young girl called Maria uh, Greenbaum, Grunbaum, Sorry who was uh, arrested by the Nazis as a three-year-old and tried um, for crimes against the, the Reich and was executed as a three-year-old. And it's, it's a song about that. You wrote Kid on a Bridge. Yeah, I did, yeah. I mean, it's... You think Tom York's a miserable bastard? <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, it's, and I'm not saying that there's a sense of a theme where, but, you know, again, it's you at your rawness when you, when you pull on, pull on um, what's inside your heart as well as your head. Um, it's uh, Killing the Bridge is one of those songs where you want to love it, but you also 
it also, I mean, it's a beautiful song, but you can't feel you sing along to it in the same way because it's obviously a very personal yeah. song too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> which is strange because this this other song it's called for Miriam. Um, it, it's got a big whoa 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 sing along in the middle of it. <laughs> No, well, there you go. It didn't do Sinead O'Connor at any time, so you never know. Um, the, um, uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, your mum and dad are just over there. Beautiful. Uh, what's the last song you're, um, you're going to play for us? Um, it's a brand new song. It's so brand new. I've got the words in front of me and, and it hasn't got a title. I think okay. it's probably going to be called All the Other Times. But if um, anyone who's watching this video wants to suggest, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah I will give 2% of my PRS <laughs> royalty for this song. And, and I get nothing from PRS, or very little. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a new song. It, it's, a couple of, um, it's a couple of days old. So there's, there's every possibility it might turn into a bit of an expedition. And other than it being a couple of days old, tell us a, a bit behind the song. What, um, yeah. It's, um, I started writing it, um, and, and it had quite a dark theme, strangely enough. Unlike uh, you. Yeah, I know. Um, it was actually, it was, it was kind of about... Uh, a little bit about living up by the sea and maybe my father's disappointment in me um, or what he may well have been disappointed. Yeah, you know, just to think. Um, I, I know that this is uneditable, but I notice my battery is flashing on my laptop. Well, this just... is, we're almost done anyway. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to cut it off. It's literally there. Can I get the power lead? Go, go get your power lead. Go get your power lead. Sorry. Um, I will. Um, I will say that um, there are a couple of while you're doing it. I'll chat to the audience. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but while uh, you're doing this, there are a couple of songs. If anyone missed Paul's performance at the uh, January sessions, uh, where Paul performs with uh, Melody Coles as well, then there are. Uh, uh, there's a video of, of one of his tracks um, as well. So you know, have a look at that. And uh, I don't. I hope, I haven't asked it yet, so I'll answer it for him he's not here, that he'll come back and perform again, hopefully, hopefully, with Dan as well at some point uh, in the future. I think it'd be lovely to hear Paul and Dan. Um, you'll come back to that, won't you? Can you, will you you'll, um, you'll come back to, um, uh, are you there? Can we hear you? Talk to me, talk to me. Yes, I'm very... Oh, you're quite, you're quite, you've got alien-esque. So there isn't a word that is coherent. This is, I mean, this is authenticity. There is, um, but the, yeah, if you talk, then there, we can't hear you massively clearly. Okay, so you can't hear me What really? No, very strange. It went, uh, I don't know if a lead got jiggled or something, it didn't come through. <laughs> We can see you, see you beautifully, um, but yeah, in terms of, in terms of audibly, uh, it's not coming through. You, you, you sound really, really terrible right now. Yeah. So basically, you sound like talking to someone whose phone reception is incredibly poor. Yeah. Right? Lucky if you've got one bar on your phone. That's that's how that's how it's sounding. No, let's, let's not go down that road. Um, no. Tell you what. Um, <laughs> tell you what we'll do. Um, I will do this again. Even if it is just to get this song out of you, we'll do this again. Um, I will say, though, um, quite frankly, because you can't, because no one can hear you. But um, I will say um, that will you come to, will you and Dan come to St. Ives again and perform it to you? Yeah, definitely. Can you hear me a lot better now? Oh yeah, absolutely, loud and clear. Did you work out what it was? Something just, something just changed. Your, your voice was doing the same thing. Um, oh good. Well, if anyone was been listening to that, we might have sounded like a couple of aliens during this show. Um, I will say just before you perform this that revisit uh, Paul and Dan's album is uh, available along with your back catalogue. What's your uh, website address? 
paulhenshaw.com uh, and also of course on soundcloud spotify and itunes and all the other places where you can download so do um, i have to say that um, there are a few albums which has uh, seen me through this lockdown this is uh, most definitely uh, one of them uh, and the song you're about to hear is not even on it uh, so take it away paul thank you You are something went wrong there. Sorry, ready? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> well, still water. Still water that washes round my feet Still water that flows into me Come child Come shouting and screaming and crying Come the child who misses the sea clouds as they crash and envelop each other green skies that fall at my feet turn to the sun feel the warm rain rushing down my cheeks I'm not sure that we'll see this again Told myself to get away I've stood and fought all day So I'm trying
Was, uh, oh crikey, that um, that was powerful stuff, I must say. Um, as a <laughs> as a listener, I feel I need to compose myself. Let alone the um, you as the performer. That was uh, a beautiful song. When can we expect um, any new material to be released? He says within uh, months of you releasing two albums. About twenty twenty seven. Um, I. I don't know. It's a, the the thing that we're um, doing now, um, or that I'm working on now. We've we've learned over the past couple of three albums never to put a release date in place because <laughs> with Five Compass Lighthouse, the second thing that I did after deciding it was going to be called Five Compass Lighthouse was put a release date on it of the first of November, which <laughs> before you wrote in, it, yeah, which was insane. Yeah, I've done that before as well. You just lost the game. I did the same thing. And I recorded that one myself, and I didn't know how to record or have any equipment, but I said it was coming out on the 19th of February, and it, and it did. So, but I mean, the, the same shit. <laughs> when, do you yeah. write, when you write songs as powerfully as you write them, what, what does a band add to the writing process, or are they there to amplify the sound? Yeah, they, they, it's different for different songs, because um, I, I predominantly write with a band in mind um, and then I'm lucky enough to have a group of people um, in the band that have very sort of strong ideas about things as well and, and you know sometimes that leads to a bit of conflict sometimes it doesn't lead to conflict and you go yeah forget what I was thinking about let's, let's do this um, it's band stuff, and <laughs> it's it's how all bands are. I've actually just talked about Radiohead again. I've just read their life story or their story, and and I would have happily throttled every single member of that band if I'd have been in a band with them. And I love them. <laughs> I haven't read it. I feel like I should now. Um, it. It's long. <laughs> the um, uh, it's been uh, a joy to do this. Uh, thank you for uh, agreeing to it. Quite frankly. Um, I've been rushing it. I felt we could have easily done this for another hour or so. Um, uh, have you got any more live gigs uh, uh, coming up? Or uh, Live streams. I've, I've got a stream. Um, I'm supporting Dan. <laughs> on um, Dan Bo Dan's doing a set um, on June the 13th. I'm, 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 I'm concentrating on writing stuff because I'd like the next live stream that I do to have another load of new songs in it as well. Um, uh, so I've got, I've, I haven't got any live sets planned. There's lots of gigs planned, but they're, they're currently having a bit of a habit of disappearing. So I was one gig into a 37 date tour when the, when the lockdown started. So 36 went down the pan um, pretty quickly. So yeah, there's, I mean, we're, we're talking about maybe live stuff. I, I don't think we'll see anything this year personally. Yeah. Oh, you're probably right. Well, um, on a purely selfish note, it was um, <clears throat> it was fortunate that we managed to have you perform in St. in January and, yeah. and look forward to the day when you, you can do again. Um, cheers to you, Paul. It's been, uh, it's been immense. Thank you very much. It's all right. You're so the musicians here. No, um, thanks. Thanks to you, Ed, as well, and, and everything that you do for the, you know, the music scene. You know, I moved down here in December, and and you know, there's there's some really good people, and you're at the top of that list for what you do and how passionate you are about it, and I really, really appreciate it. Uh, it's kind of you to say. Thank you very much. It's purely for selfish reasons. I love live music and can't be bothered to go and travel to it. So thank you very much. Um, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, we'll do this uh, again sometime. Lovely. Um, but keep safe. Thank you. See you all. Bye.